Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Elizabeth Lesser, the co-founder of the Omega Institute, brought us an amazing reminder that sometimes intuition and risk go hand in hand. Elizabeth, I, I want to ask you a favor. Would you help us kind of illustrate the importance of paying attention to your yes, that internal guidance system? And I'm actually going to ask you to start by sharing with us a quick story of a, a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in the moment, you didn't even realize it was there, but when you look back, you're like, geez, that was so clear. Your gut was telling you exactly what to do, and you paid no attention. Tell us about that time. Yeah, that time is called all of my 20s, 30s, and much of my 40s. <laughs> Just that little bit of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, I'm thinking mostly of work. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I'm sure everyone listening can relate to this idea of thinking that you're in a meeting, let's say, or you're in a, in a group at work trying to decide things, and you, you just 
know that what you're saying or you hope that what you're saying or feeling or thinking like, hey, I know something here that would help this project, this organization, this company. Uh, I, I know this would help, but either you're not confident enough to say anything or you say it and you say it in kind of this kind of way, like, well, this is just my opinion and you don't have to, do, but the, the, like you say it haltingly with like apologizing even before you've said what you said, or you do say it and you're shot down or ignored or someone else repurposes it as if it was his idea kind of thing. Yes. I spent my entire twenties uh, and thirties, first couple of years of my forties, unable to um, represent myself with dignity and clarity. And as a result, I was perpetually unempowered, kind of miserable at work, pissed off, feeling like a victim. And, you know, um, I, I turned that around, not easily, not quickly, but At some point in my work life, I was able to become a true leader. And a true leader is someone who can sort out those moments of yes, from yes intuition, from moments of fear or ego brittleness, where you're like, yeah, I know what I know. I know it would be better for all of us, not just me. And I'm sticking to it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it with passion and love and power. And a come what may, uh, bad things may come because I'm standing my ground, but I'm standing it. It took me so long, Ken, to get there. It's particularly hard for women in business, but it's hard for men too. It's not just hard for women. It's just hard for all of us human beings. And um, it's been a long, long process of learning how to follow my yes at work. Yeah, that that's such a great example, Elizabeth. And, and you're right. I, I have no doubt everyone listening can relate to that on one level or another. Well, let's do this. Let, let's turn things around and share with us a moment in time when you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you actually took action. You followed it. Tell us that story. Well... Um, since I started talking about work, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about work. There came a moment in my, um, work life in my organization where I knew that if I followed a yes, I was going to risk something really big, potentially my, my position, my job. Cause sometimes if you follow your deepest, yes you are going to have to put things on the line. People think, oh, I don't follow my intuition because I don't listen to it enough, or, you know, I better go take a workshop that teaches me how to listen to my intuition. That all may be true, but here's the thing about listening to your intuition. It can take you into the fire. Your intuition wants you to live a very big, radical, alive life. And to get there, sometimes you have to take some risks. And that's often why we don't listen to the yes. You know, the kind of unknown, half-lived life feels less dangerous 
than saying, okay, big yes, I'm going all the way, uh, even if I get into conflict. So for me, there was a moment where I had been saying no to the yes for quite a while. And I, I turned and faced it and I said, okay, I'm with you all the way. I'm going to keep listening. I'm going to say what I have to say. And indeed, it was tough. I did lose um, some relationships that probably should have melted away before for a long time. But I stood my ground because I knew what was on the other side wasn't just better for me. Listen, if your yes is only your yes and not a yes that's better for everyone, even though they may not know it, um, then it's, it's, it's not usually your intuition. Like you can tell if it's your intuition, if you feel a sense of largeness and warmth and goodness. And, um, so yeah, don't forget that intuition and risk often go hand in hand. It was for me, took a while to clean up after the hurricane of that. Yes. But the proof is in the pudding. And, um, I, I, I often go back to that moment where I said yes to something big that brought some conflict into my life. But on the other side of it was full aliveness and a, a better situation for everyone. Exactly. And, you know, there's, there's, there's two pieces there that I really want to highlight. One is what you were talking about with the risk. And sometimes the risk is just that our yes is basically one step. It doesn't tell you what the end result's going to be. Yeah. So you got to kind of go with it and go, okay, but I'm never going to find out what's at the end if I don't take the first step. It, it, it won't be revealed. So you have to trust on that level. And that's so vital because it is scary. It's like, well, yeah, but I don't know where this is going. And your comment about you can tell if it's your yes, if it's it's for the greater good, it's a bigger picture thing, mm -hmm. is so... You, you were reading my mind, Elizabeth, <laughs> because I was going to ask you, you know, how do you how do you recognize that? Yes. Versus your mind just trying to convince you of stuff. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that's such a great way of recognizing it is, you know, your yes isn't just self-centered. Yeah, that, that's your mind and your ego trying to take care of itself. Yeah, I I, I start my book broken open with with one quote. And, you know, a lot of people who've read the book and email me, uh, you know, I wrote an entire book and all they ever talk about is this quote that I didn't even write. And it's from Anais Nin. And she says, and the time came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And that's intuition there. You feel an urge to blossom. If you slow down and allow yourself to really feel what's going on, not think about what's going on, not go into some sort of like bliss state where you like visualize a garden in springtime or something. No, you go really deep into the heart. You feel what's going on. Sometimes what you feel is pain. We don't want to feel pain, so we kind of like gloss over it. But the richness is in that pain, that that pushing of the bud to break open. It wants to blossom, and it knows that it might have to do some cracking and hurting and splintering, 
for that blossom to come. That's another thing. Like, don't mistake pain for something to turn away from. Sometimes intuition comes in the form of pain, of discomfort. So go into that discomfort and ask it what it's come to teach you. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for adding that. And thank you so much. These these uh, illustrations have been incredibly helpful. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome. Carrie Valentine joined us and shared a beautiful story of when he recognized that when he didn't follow his yes, he was limiting the level of intimacy he could have with his wife. Carrie, I want to ask you a favor. Would you would you help us illustrate the importance of following your yes. And, and what I mean by that is, I'm going to ask you actually first to give us an example of a time in your life when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't really realize that you had one, but as you look back, you realize, wow, not only did I have a clear yes, I paid no attention to it. It was giving me the direct guidance of what to do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Okay, so I'm. I, it's. I'm going to explain it. It's. It's maybe a little indirect, but you'll get what. Hopefully, I'll be clear in my explanation. So, um, definitely going back in my life uh, years ago, I was afraid and scared to share the fears that were going on with me, or or a concern I had. And let's say this will be with my primary relationship at those years years ago was my uh, wife, Wendy, um, and like an issue might have come up, but I didn't have the, I, I was afraid of confrontation at that time and didn't have the tools to how to properly say, you know, something that is potentially a negative uh, about a situation that happened or, um, or a situation I was feeling, but even in some aspects, even the deeper feelings of love, because I just, you know, was, you know, that was a little bit less, but that still showed up. So I was so uh, I was afraid to follow the yes of admitting something that may appear to be not so positive, and that caused a lot of pain in me uh, because it. It stopped the forward momentum in my life and our forward momentum in our relationship. And I'll give another example that showed up because I was just uh, haunted with all kinds of doubts. So in our business as a, a retreat center, uh, I would be the one in taking the calls and taking people's credit cards and stuff like that and signing them up. So I tell you just about every time Someone signed up. I, I, you know, we had an office space in our home, and I'd sign them up and get their credit card information. And before, you know, hang up the phone and be excited. And I tell you, Ken, almost every time before I crossed the doorway into the other part of the house to be excited to tell Wendy, hey, we got a new sign-up, blah, 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 I'd hear in my head, oh, they're going to cancel. And this happened just about every time someone signed up. And it did affect me. It, 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 it doused my joy because I, I was afraid. I never even told her, you know, this was happening because I was afraid to at that point. But I want to ask you, you know, to, to take a guess at how many people actually canceled. Zero. 
Bingo. What does he win, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yes, zero. And yet every time that doubt came up. And um, again, at that point in time, I just didn't have the skills and the tools to understand, to, to even have admitted to Wendy, even if we didn't have the skills and the tools then either, but to have said, you know, I, I just need to tell you, I, you know, I had this experience and I keep having it of these doubts come across. The level of intimacy for myself and then played out in our relationship. And it, I, it, the relationship, myself and the relationship paid the price for not listening to that yes yeah. of, you know, of that truth. Thank, thank you for sharing that, Carrie. That's that's a very, very real and raw story, and, and I can so entirely relate. Especially when you were talking about the, uh, you know, you get a new person sign up at the retreat, and then you couldn't even get across the room, and you were already going, they're going to cancel. Um, I, I had that same voice in my head on many different levels, um, both with the work I do now and before when I worked in the corporate world. I could get a oh, great wow. big, you know, client that'd be like. Like, I, I remember very clearly the very first time that I was working in the technology world. And it took me over a year to get uh, a purchase from Walmart. They're a very hard mm. company to get to. And I'd done what nobody had ever done in the company and got them to, wow. to work with us and give us last look on a bid. And they went with us. And I instantly was like, oh, we're going to screw this up. <laughs> and it was like the tiniest mm -hmm. little starter order. And yet I somehow believed this wasn't going to happen. Um, which, yeah, like yeah. you, didn't happen. But I'll tell you something, and, and I'll, I'll actually show you this. Uh, I'll teach everybody that comes to the Invisible to Irresistible uh, weekend about this. It's something that, that I ended up developing called the flow dance. Oh, wow. And it's a little dance that I do after whatever happens, a little victory, just to stay in the flow and to celebrate the flow that's happening in my life right then. That's so cool, yes. And what I found <laughs> is it actually truncates the doubt. Mm, because you're bringing yes. joy to that situation and yes. it's playful and it's fun and it's just you know drove the dog nuts but anyhow i did it <laughs> <laughs> but it so was cool. always like i need to celebrate this right now before i let the doubt beat it yeah so, yeah that really great story thanks for sharing that sure so let me ask you to flip this around take us to a time in your life when not only did you have that clear yes but you followed it. Tell us what happened then. Mm. Okay. Well, I want to, again, I just, I love being so transparent. Um, it helps me stay present. So I want to share with you actually what's happening in my life right now. And um, it's touching because it's happening. It's touching because of the short backstory. And that is, um, um as you mentioned in the bio, Wendy is no is deceased, and the piece is she. The quick of it is she uh, got a brain tumor, and dealt with the most aggressive brain tumor you can get, which is called glioblastoma multiform, and it was a two-year odyssey. Um, it, it was amazing. It was hell. It was all everything. And believe me, I when uh, she passed, I, I was incredibly grief-stricken. Uh, and, um, but through the processes of what I had done up to that time and during that time, I was able to turn my life around pretty quickly. 
but that love that love is is interesting it's still there and if anything it's it's grown in the time that she's in the other realm of being deceased and and um from that uh, Ken, i i really learned of viscerally that life is so precious because i saw life in front of me and i saw it pass out and 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 and, and die and um Oddly enough, too, both of my parents passed on during uh, this time with her as well and a little bit before this happened with her. So in a short number of years, the main people in my life were no longer. Um, and um, and, and, and it, this, this appreciation for life got birthed. This, this zest for being so present for, you know, when I hear now of stories of like during the holidays and friends or someone I meet saying, oh, I'm going to go visit my parents in Minnesota. And I'm like, have a great time. And yeah, I know there's some family's junk. Yeah, but you just tell them how much you care for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so through this, and I've been in uh, uh, some relationships since Wendy's past, but it's been a while. Um, for me, because I, I just uh, very selective of who I'm going to be in a relationship with. It's it's just how I am. Um, and very recently, uh, magically, uh, a woman came into my life, and um, there is such a a soul connection that we're oftentimes we'll just look at each other and and feel such a shift go on in our bodies and we're like did you just feel that and she's like yeah i feel that too like we're <laughs> communicating without words like yeah. it's like wow this is amazing and at the same time we have our personalities and we got our you know our experiences and all of this so you know it's like making it real too in the physical form through our lives and and that's where I want to bring in this part. And I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I'm no longer ashamed of that. I tell you, for a long time I was, being a guy in this world, living with my heart. Um, but I'm no longer, I don't care anymore. <laughs> don't care anymore. Take it or leave it, you know. Um, and, uh, and so in this relationship, as we would, we would meet up and hang out and, and, and do things, I would I call it like I'm having a naked moment, like I'm feeling something in my heart move that I'm scared to say because we haven't talked about this issue yet or this particular feeling that I, uh, the, the new depth that I'm going to. And I feel like, should I really say this? Because, ooh, what if it scares her? What if it freaks her out? What if, you know? And, but I just like, uh, I just, you know, I've gotten the courage to just say, hey, I want to share something with you. It may be strange or whatever, but I want to preface that, but just hear me out. And amazingly, um, I'll share it, and it'll bring our, our connection deeper. It's like bringing it to another level or, or layer. And she, beautifully, she responds, and she's sharing, she'll reshare what's happening with her. And so by this consistent, like, just being present and being like riding the knife edge of life, because this isn't necessarily comfortable. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, here this is. But it then by doing it, it like 
boom, like it takes us deeper. And, and by following, by not being afraid to mention it, even though I got to admit, it has brought up feelings of trepidation at times, but I've become, because I've done it now a number of times with her, it's become more, more e- easier to mention it and not as scary. And, and I know at this, when that happens, it's again a sign that something deeper is about to happen. And do I have the courage to go there? And, and I may, you know, I may feel vulnerable, but I'm going to do it, you know, because I, what, if I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm basically allowing myself to die a little bit right there mm-hmm. and then the relationship to die. So what I found is by doing it, it has um, brought us very quickly into a very beautiful, loving space that I honestly have never yet experienced prior to this experience with her. Wow. So. That's, that's a great story, Carrie. And again, thank you for your, your honesty and your vulnerability with that. Um, it, it, the thing that, that you brought to mind for me as I, I listened to you share that was how taking that, that courage to follow that yes and, like you said, having no idea how this is going to affect the relationship. It could be <laughs> good. It could mm-hmm. be a train wreck. It could be, right. I don't know, but I'm feeling drawn to say this. And oftentimes something that your your brain probably can't figure out how it could possibly be received well, but you need to share it. Yes. And that leads yeah. to so much more depth in a relationship that you said so well, you've never experienced before. Because as uncomfortable as that feels, there's a reason the divine saying, tell her this, say that. Yeah. And it's to yeah. let you get deeper. Because the divine's got all the information. We just have a little teeny tiny bit. And divine mm-hmm. goes, no, 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 yeah. you don't understand how this goes together, but I do. <laughs> so trust me on this. Mm, yeah. And the more we do, and the more we have those amazing experiences that you just described. So thank you so much for sharing that. Beautiful, oh, beautiful story. Oh, my joy. And thank you. I You're love welcome. it hearing that. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening... I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.